Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As you all know by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. One, download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code JUSTBASEBALL. Two, deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. Three, you will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL when you sign up. Disclaimer, BetMGM.com for terms and conditions and must be 21 or older to wager. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-327-369. 5050 in Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, and 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code JUSTBASEBALL and get your $1,500 first bet offer today. New week on the Just Baseball Show, Jack McMullen, Peter Apple, unfortunately no Walker Bueller this week's schedule issue again, so Walker sounds like next week will be the one that we uh, get him back here to uh, chat about the nitty gritty of him and of the Dodgers clinching a spot in the postseason and all that jazz, but you got the two of us. Where have you been, dude? Well, I have been, I've had the worst week of my life in a little while (laughs) not my life i've had worse weeks but this week sucked i'm just so happy to be back on the show spent part of the week clenched to my toilet yeah the back half of the week computer completely broke down had to go to the computer repair shop they said it's okay we'll turn it around 24 hours turned out to be 72 oh it just hasn't been a good week but first i really want to thank the listeners of the just baseball (laughs) show I got a lot of DMs. Hey, Peter, hopefully you're feeling okay. We heard about you being sick on the Just Baseball show. You don't know how much I wanted to be on the show, talking with Jack and talking with all of you guys. I missed you all. You're the best listeners on planet Earth. I'm so glad to be back. It just, I, when's the last time you and I have not talked for a week? Like, obviously, we were texting, but on the mic 
together about baseball. We started the show on April 1st of 2021. We have not gone a week, even in the off season, where we're still pumping out three to four episodes a week. We haven't done that. So I might be rusty. I might have some takes that are incorrect. That's because fine. I haven't been on. I'm rusty. All right. That's fine. Yeah. You haven't been watching baseball over the last week. Like you no, just that's a lot. Down, right? That's a lot. Yeah, I, I, know. I've been, I haven't been watching Yankee baseball ever since Dominguez went down with the torn UCL, which is now old news because I haven't been on in a week. Okay. So there was a should have been game ending double play ball in Pittsburgh on Friday. That was Piguero to Bay 6-4. And then they were going to get the man at first by like two steps. But Bay absolutely spiked the throw, and the Yankees rolled into what should have been a game-ending double play, but ended up winning that game 7-5 or something. So Yankee baseball is back. And I think there's six games out of the wild card spot. So, like, they're not mathematically entirely out yet, which is kind of bizarre. And they still have a trip to Kansas City, who, by the way, has a worse winning percentage than Oakland, I think. So um, we're going to talk wild card here. And just the weekend that was, because it was an excellent, excellent weekend. Obviously, Shohei Otani, were you mad at me for saying that your apartment probably looked like the plane in Barcelona? It was very graphic. I think people understood the details and didn't want to hear it over the mic. Were you wrong? Was I wrong? I mean, do we got to answer that on the show? Is that what we want to do? Is that what we, you know? Just shut up for a second. Would, the the Just Baseball Show is brought to you by BetMGM. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account using promo code Just Baseball. Download the BetMGM Sports app on iOS or Android, or visit betmgm.com. Place your first bet, offer, and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back. In bonus bets, if it loses, if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER and must be 21 or older. The last thing I want to talk about at this moment is my bathroom. I haven't talked baseball in a week. Can we talk about the Cy Young race? Can we talk about the fact that the Acuna versus Mookie MVP race is down to the wire? The fact that the Dodgers just went in and big brother, the Seattle Mariners, the Cubs versus Diamondback series. It's getting, how about the Marlins? Talk about big brother, little brother, just shoved it to the Braves. I want to talk about that. Not my bathroom, please. All right. Now, counterpoint, I think you are shutting down my creative juices and I'm Don't already tired of you being back on the pod. Oh, juice. Dude, <laughs> Don't I, say didn't, juices. I didn't say anything about consistency. I said <laughs> nothing about consistency. Let's talk about baseball now. Bad news out of the way first. Shohei Otani done for the year. Oblique thing. He's on the IL. Now that is bad news. The dumb shit that we had to deal with this weekend was the Angels' inability to properly convey that to their fan base and convey that to the baseball world because instead we had to live overnight with a cryptic weird report that Otani's locker had been cleared out and there was no word and we will have more information tomorrow even the water bottle was in the trash that's what I read in the Los Angeles Times piece everything was gone except for a couple of shirts I I was thinking the worst it's the angels I'm now assuming that he's like going back to Japan and he's like, I don't even want to play baseball that he might try and play wide receiver. Now he's like, this place sucks so bad. I don't even like this sport anymore. So this is not necessarily commonplace, but there are a lot of injuries that sideline guys for the remainder of the year. If somebody gets hurt right now 
and they go on the 10 day and it looks like it's a three week recovery month recovery. They're done for the year. Otani was going to go on the seven day and he was going to be done for the year. It's fine. McCutcheon just did that last week. McCutcheon has a partially torn Achilles, which sucks, but it sounds like he'll be back. Apparently he had a great sit down with Ben Charrington, the Pirates GM, but McCutcheon just did that last week. Like we knew his season was over last week. As soon as we got the medical report, the Pirates shared that information and then it was done. Okay. We know what's going on. Pitchers, when they get shut down, we know what's going on. How can you expect the greatest talent that baseball has ever given us to not be fielding a myriad of questions when he mysteriously has his locker cleared out? Seriously? If you're clearing out this guy's locker, the LA Times needs to know why. USA Today needs to know why. MLB Network needs to know why. ESPN needs to know why. why. Just Baseball Show needs to know why. Me first. Yes, Peter needs to know why. Me. Why is that not being conveyed until the morning after? I thought this was a disaster class when it comes to PR regarding their star player getting hurt. We knew that he was day-to-day with an oblique thing. We knew that he hadn't played in, what, seven games, ten games? So just say that he's done for the year, he's hitting the IL, and that's why his locker's being cleared up. What, are you surprised that the Angels didn't do this correctly? No, when you're using the when you're everything using- up. When you're using the Pittsburgh Pirates as a model of consistency, with all due respect to the Pirates, I mean, we're like, look at how well the Pirates handled this situation. Yeah, I mean, it's the Angels at this point. They are putting their name in the hat of one of the worst organizations in professional sports. They put half their team on waivers. How about the Anthony Rendon situation? He said that he broke his leg and they didn't even tell him. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. I mean, what are we doing here with the Angels? All I care about is Shohei Otani. I don't care about the Artie Moreno-led Los Angeles Angels anymore. I just hope that he is okay. And luckily, we actually got decent injury news for what I thought it could potentially be, right? We've heard so much we've talked so much on the show about the potentially torn ucl you you thought it was just gonna be tj you thought you were getting the tj report and it was done i thought that but and then luckily in that los angeles times piece it does look like he's going to get that but that he'll be able to play dh a lot sooner than later which we just want shohei otani he's in 300 with 44 home runs as long as he's in major league baseball and playing i'm happy and then it was just an oblique thing why did they have to do it like this and i'm also there has to be something more jack has to be has to be cleared out his locker i get it right if you're injured for the rest of the year but at the same time like that's a statement that has to be a statement that doesn't just happen did mccutcheon clear out his locker no i don't know um maybe maybe i'm maybe i don't know the specifics of you get injured and you clear out your stuff and maybe that's normal it doesn't seem normal i haven't heard reports like that I think there's something else there. And I think we're going to hear about it in a couple of days. Real quick on on the UCL timeline, if Otani does get Tommy John, it rules him out of next year pitching, absolutely. But let's compare it to Bryce Harper, who came back and DH'd, and when he was ready to play the field, he's been playing first base. Harper made his season debut on May 2nd this year. But you have to factor in that he played his last game last year on November 5th. Yeah. So he couldn't get the surgery until November 5th. Yeah, no, it's amazing. But he only missed a month. Otani is not going to play in November. Otani is not playing in October. 
best case scenario is Shohei Otani gets this surgery as soon as possible if they do believe Tommy John is needed. Um, Otani then could probably be DHing by opening day. Yeah, I know really- Harper had this unprecedented recovery, but if anybody can best an unprecedented recovery, it's probably the guy that we think is like 65% human and 35% alien life form. You said exactly what I was going to say. We're not dealing with a regular person here. No. This guy, and you hear big leaguers talk about Shohei Otani, and what do they always say? They're like, yeah, the hitting and the pitching, it's amazing. We've never seen it before, but I just cannot believe that he can throw eight innings and then hit the next day. What it does to your body, right? I go to the gym for 45 minutes, and I can't move for two days if I do legs. Like, he is, he's different. There's no other way to describe him. He's different. I expect him to be hitting opening day. And I bet he's playing spring training games. Is the power going to be there? I don't know. Wasn't quite there for Harper when he first returned, but now it's back. God, he's, Bryce Harper, just, I keep thinking about Bryce Harper. He's becoming my favorite player. Like, he was always one of my favorite players. He, He's box office whenever I watch him at the plate, but that's for another time. The Angels, of course, didn't handle it well. They didn't handle the Anthony Rendon situation. They haven't handled any situation good for the last decade. And now they're going to lose out on Otani. Yep. Yep. I hope for the sake of baseball fans, I hope they trade Trout. I feel really bad for Angels fans, but... I, I hope that Trout goes to a place where he can be, and he might be really happy in LA, but I hope he can go to a place where he's winning a ton of ball games. Cause you know, like you can be happy and play for a not good organization because, Hey, you live in LA and Hey, you're making 35 mil a year. The salary doesn't change, but if he wants to go back to the East coast, I hope the angels cater to where he wants to be. Otani's not going to be an angel next year. Trout, I hope is not an angel next year. I really don't need to tune into many Angels games. I'm going to watch Detmers throw. I might watch Sandoval if he's if he's throwing it well. Um, and if Ohapi is playing well and Neto is playing well, I'll be interested. But aside from that, man, there's like no intrigue with that organization. And they're in a spot much like the White Sox where they are just so inept in the way they operate on a day-to-day that is is hard to fathom. And I, I feel for Angels fans because it is – it's so utterly insane that we have to deal with brain dead operations regarding Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani and Trout. Would you rather your team not spend like the A's and suck or spend and get it all wrong every single time like the Angels? Because you got to be a special kind of stupid to spend a ton of money and still be horrible. Yeah, I'd rather spend and suck. Because there's at least excitement when you spend yes. the big money on a Rendo. There was huge excitement. But like, do you want to holes and made him an angel? Josh Hamilton and made him an angel. Do you want to be excited and then let that excitement kill you inside? I think so like Bears fans, Chicago Bears fans. Yeah, they're probably in piss right now because there was so much excitement going to the year. Oh, and two. Right. That happens in Major League Baseball team spend you get so excited and then you just get your heart wrenched out it's almost like not having expectations is better They're, i don't know bears fans are gonna be fine i i read a report that chase claire claypool apparently cares again so he'll be first team all pro and then we're good um 
Yeah, no, I'm going to go back to the cliche, better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Better to have spent and regretted it than try to work between the margins consistently. Uh, And recently, the Oakland A's have had way more success than the LA Angels. And recently, the Tampa Bay Rays have blown the LA Angels out of the freaking water. There's some history there in LA, though, and they're just not matching what that franchise can do. Transitioning to franchises also not doing a very good job. The St. Louis Cardinals. Did you guys mm-hmm. talk about how Ali Marmol is going to return? Nope. <laughs> I think that was Friday news. That is such a prideful thing by John Mozeliak and the Cardinals front office. That's just not admitting defeat. On that a is so, that is wrong. the most, that is the most Cardinals headline <laughs> I have ever heard. No, we like Ali Marmol. Why? See what happened? Were we all watching the same team and the same thing happen? Are you kidding me? That is that is what is wrong with the Cardinals. That's it. Reluctant they cannot admit defeat. There is a pride there. And you don't really see it in their fans. Because I think Cardinals fans are some of the smartest fans in sports. I really do. Like St. Louis Cardinals baseball is ingrained in that town. And they know good baseball when they see it. It's funny when you're watching Long Long Gone Summer, right? The Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run chase. The 30 for 30. It's great. You got to watch on ESPN Plus or whatever it is. Uh, Cardinals fans have obviously all seen it, I assume. But they say that Cardinals fans start doing something that they've never done, that they started watching the ball instead of watching the outfielder. And that's a that's a good representation of Cardinals fans. They know not to watch the ball, watch the outfielder. If the outfielder says, oh, yeah, it's gone, then you react if it's a home run. Not watching the ball, it's like, oh, when it lands because you see it go up in the air. Cardinals fans are smart. But Cardinals fans don't run the front office. John Mosellock does. So prideful. You cannot tell me you couldn't find a better manager than Arlie Marmol. You know who's a better manager? Mike Schilt. Yeah. They wow. made a mistake and they do not want to go back on it. I laughed out loud when I saw that. I laughed out loud because not only you could say, all right, we're keeping him. We're going to give him one more chance. You cannot say you like what you saw. You, you. Yeah, you uh, that made me laugh. This it made me laugh. Came, this dude Peter came back from a case of the poopies and the broken computer. Stop. <laughs> this guy came back from just his gut in knots and his laptop busted. And he said, You know what? Time for me to drop some bars. And here we go. We missed you on the show, man. Welcome back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb shit. And I think you summarized it perfectly. Old school. You saw old school, right? Luke Wilson, um, Vince Vaughn, Will Farrell. How did you know? Uh, is that when he went streaking? Yes, we're going straight. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they yeah. buy like a frat house pretty much. Yeah. Um, hilarious movie, but they have um a, the debate stage of like being a, a fraternity. They have uh, James Carville like as the opponent and Will Ferrell just has this out-of-body experience. And Carville goes, I have no rebuttal. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and they just nailed the debate thing. Like, that's kind of me here. No, I, it's just... I have nothing else. Like we can move on to to a new topic. I those two headlines 
over this past weekend were so purely those teams. It was. The Angels screwing up the Otani injury and him clearing out his locker, followed by the St. Louis Cardinals saying, we like what we saw from Ollie Marble. Yeah. Baseball. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> um, how about this note from um, the guy that actually broke the uh, cursed ad call up from the Baltimore banner. I'm I'm going to get their name uh, right here. Yeah, here we go. Andy Koska. Um, he tweeted out that quote, Heston cursed ad is in a laundry cart and has been doused in smoothie and champagne and olive oil and ketchup and other fluids after the Baltimore Orioles clinched their spot in the postseason. What I love is, Baltimore clinched their spot thanks to a win, a walk-off win against Tampa. In the 10th inning, Tampa clinched their spot because the Rangers lost to Cleveland. So you've got the two teams playing each other that have been the class of the American League clinching within 10 minutes of each other. And I know that it was heat of the battle and it was excellent, excellent theater this weekend in Baltimore. I thought that series was so much fun. And Kerstad going bridge for his first hit was amazing. But the fact that those two can celebrate at the end of that weekend at the same time, and obviously they're going to be butting heads in the postseason, but those two teams are so special this year in such a unique way. Baltimore, they're young, they're exciting. We've documented that so well. Tampa, I think we've done a good job documenting too, but let's just walk through like what went on here. Tyler Glass now wasn't pitching at the beginning of the year. You know who they did have at the beginning of the year that looked amazing? Drew Rasmussen. Okay, torn UCL. You know who else they had at the beginning of the year? Jeffrey Springs. Okay, he's cooked as well. He's done. Shane Boss has been on the shelf the entire season. They went through the shit with Wander Franco. They have, I think, on the, the opening day roster, if you total the number of days that guys have spent on the IL from the opening day roster – they blow the rest of baseball out of the water. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are still arguably the best team in the American League, I I cannot believe the Tampa Bay Rays. And I'm so excited because I know that you have a bet on them to win the American League East. Um, But I'm so excited to see what these two teams do in the postseason because they are so easy to root for in very different ways. Yeah, of course, I want the Tampa Bay Rays to win the division because I have them at plus 350. But at the same time, that series, you know what? Sometimes you make a bet that's a long shot bet and your love of the game kind of shines through that a little bit more. And you could say, no, Peter, I don't believe you. you're invested in the bet. Like, yes, obviously I am. But I'll give you the exact moment where I kind of stopped caring about the bet. There's a bad man in Baltimore. Grayson Rodriguez Mm -hmm. is a bad man. Mm -hmm. He is like watching a pitcher like that start to blossom into the ace. We all thought he could live against glass. Now eight zero win. And he just looked, I mean, that's like you and I both were pitching guys first. I think arms more of a hitters guy. Yeah, like I think he gravitates towards hitters. You and I gravitate towards pitchers, and watching Grayson do that because Glass now is one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. But watching Grayson just outduel him and make really good hitters look stupid—that's a bad man, and that makes me just so excited for the Orioles long term. There's so much excitement watching the 
you know, I, I keep forgetting what it's called. The fountain over there in right field. Oh, the uh, splash zone or whatever the it splash is. Splash zone. Yeah. Bird I mean, bath. Is, the bird the bath. bird bath. The bird bath. It's so electric over there. Camden Yards, we have to go yeah. during playoff time. Just an electric atmosphere. There's so many good young players. But it's not that they're young and electric. They're so disciplined. Mm-hmm. And they're such good baseball players already. There's a difference between you're a talented baseball player and you're a good baseball player. The reason I think that the Orioles, while being so young, keep on winning is that not only are good players talented, they're good at playing baseball. Like there are players, and I've said this before and I, I'm not afraid to say it. I don't think Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins is that good at playing baseball. I think he's very talented, but I don't think he's good at actually playing the game about taking good at elaborate. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Jazz Chisholm has great at bats. And I'm saying this after, because we're going to talk about that series, how he did play great. But I think, for example, like when he's in center field and Acuna is scoring from first, like that throw to home, like most center fielders with his speed don't let Acuna score. When there's we'll, runners we'll on... cut it down and hit the cutoff man and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't use his speed. When there's a runner on third and less than two outs, like he's swinging for the fences. When he's got to move a guy over, swinging for the fences. And then he hits his home runs and he looks amazing. So you feel like he lacks you feel like he lacks baseball as an art form to a certain degree. Yes, in that way, which I see on the Orioles, right? Like you could maybe make the argument that Jazz Chisholm is more talented than maybe Adley is. Maybe you couldn't, but just in a, a pure tools perspective, like the speed, the power, but Adley is so much better at playing baseball. Gunner is so much better at playing baseball. Yeah. Like that's the difference. It's like these young players are so good at playing the game and that's what separates them from other talented young players. And I don't think that jazz can't mature and become a better baseball player at his core, but that's what I see when I watch these guys, it's a different level of understanding the game. And that's why I think the Orioles have been so successful while being so young. And that's why I'm so excited for their future, because all of these guys are only going to mature and get better at the game. Yeah, so I I can appreciate what you're saying. I think that there's room in every lineup and in every rotation for both of those guys. And I think that a healthy mixture is perfect. Like if you added Jazz to what they got going on in Baltimore. I think that team is amazing. And and I think you see that in Tampa too, where you have a lot of fundamentally sound guys, but then you have dudes whose tools just show the hell out, like Jose Siri in center. Siri and Pete Fairbanks on the same team is awesome. I'm all about that. Siri and Brandon Lau on the same team, because Lau doesn't hit four 70-foot homers. Like He finds the yellow line, and he hits it just above the yellow line. Um, let me, let me relate it to another sport basketball. Yeah. It's almost like, like there are guys who put up 25 points a game. The stat sheet looks great, but they don't know how to play the game of basketball. You hear guys on basketball podcasts say all the time, like there are plenty of super talented guys in this league, but they don't know how to play the sport. And then you have the Tyrese Halliburton's of the world 
who averaged like 18, 10, and 7. You're coming you after my Tyrese heart. Halliburton. You're exactly. Heart, but like yeah. the Orioles are a bunch of Tyrese Halliburtons. <laughs> That's sick. I That's kinda sick, love that. Right? That's um, what they are. They're not like Adley isn't hitting 45 home runs. Gunner is hitting 30, which is sick. But he's yeah. like, it's it's a bunch of those guys where everyone does their part and it's all a part of a winning formula versus I'm going to try and hit a home run and sometimes I do and my stats look good, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can hear you on that. Um, and I, I do see a lot of Tyrese Halliburton's in Baltimore. I, I do want to shout out Gunnar Henderson real quick, but before God, we move good. on to like wildcard teams, God, he's good, but also... People forgot in April when he hit a buck 97 in 22 yep. games. It was, oh, are we sure Gunner's that guy? Because Carroll got off to an amazing start. And then Gunner got really hot in the month of June. It May, he kind of struggled too. But in September, in 16 games, this guy has 12 extra base hits, 14 ribbies, and has a 915 OPS. Gunner is already underappreciated. He's got a 900 OPS against right-handed pitching. Gunnar Henderson is going to be really, really good for a really, really long time. Do I think we all agree that Carroll has the chance to be better over the course of their career? Yes. But let's not discount that Gunnar Henderson can be a $200 million shortstop. No doubt. I mean, I, we don't have to compare him to Corbin Carroll. We can compare because like, we have to. It's the luck it's, Robert Griffin thing. It's, it's, it's any guy that comes up in tandem. No, that's a good point. Yeah, no, I get that. It's just the problem comparing the two is that Corbin Carroll does everything that Gunner does, except he's faster and he plays better defense. Like he's just comparing it to him is, is doing a disservice to Gunner, but comparing Gunner to other young shortstops in baseball, there's not many that you'd want to build your team around outside of Gunner. But unfortunately the comp is always going to be Gunner to Carroll because they were the argument for number one prospect in baseball. Just like the conversation is always going to be Lawler versus Meyer. And Adley, Julio Rodriguez, and Bobby Wood Jr. Yeah, it's it's going to be those three. Like, for some reason, we decided to clump certain guys together. And listen, every sport does it. Every sport does it. Ja and Zion. Kevin Durant, Greg Odin. Like, everybody. Jeter, Jeter Nomar, Garcia, Parra. It's just happened. It's sure. like that's just been the progression of two phenoms come up at the same time. You compare them. And how about the quarterback class? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Trubisky, uh, Trubisky, there was another. Yeah. Like Obviously, one already <laughs> lost, and the other disqualified himself, and one is a $500 million quarterback. So, yeah, man, I mean, every single sport does it, and you just have to stomach it. And and while Gunner may never meet the production that Carroll does, Gunner needs to be appreciated way more. Um, jumping to the wild card conversation, we saw some fantastic weekend series as it pertains to the wild card and the best one came in the National League. And we're talking during Sunday Night Baseball right now. But I stayed up late. I had Coach Prime on the iPad. But I had Cubs Diamondbacks on my TV. And I watched that 13-inning masterclass where Marcus Stroman, Drew Smiley, Hayden Wesneski all looked nails out of the bullpen. And Gabby Moreno delivered that opposite field single to win it. That was, I think, my favorite baseball game that I've watched this year. Arizona took it 7-6. Really? 13 on Saturday night. I think it was my favorite game because there was so much strategy that went into it. And there weren't many mistakes, dude. It was so cat and mouse for four extra innings. 
that I just like, I don't know. There was something about it that had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. And it was 1 a.m. and I was tired and I had a day game on Sunday and I couldn't go to bed. No, if we're getting close to playoff baseball, right? Felt and like it. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it was cool to see Stroman at least return because the Cubs definitely need him, but not coming away with a win there definitely hurts. Hurt. Hurt. This National League wildcard chase and American League wildcard chase, it won't end. It's back and forth, right? We were talking about the Mariners. You had the Mariners to win the division. Now they're third in that division, right? The Rangers just lost to the Cleveland Guardians. But the Mariners are still behind them. In the National League, every single one of these games matters, and it's electric. It's so much fun, and this is what makes the last two weeks of the regular season so ridiculously special. Um, Last point on Cubs-Diamondbacks. Justin Steele on Friday, six Mm. innings, seven hits, six earned, Mm. two homers against him. So I ask you, as that skewed the Cy Young odds immediately in Snell's favor, and Snell, I think over his last 10 starts or something, has a 1-3 ERA. Did this cost Steele the Cy Young? Because he only has probably two more turns left. Yeah, it costed him. Fuck. Because Blake Snell went into Los Angeles and dominated with a capital D. Six innings, one hit. Maybe two. I think one. No one runs. Bunch of K's. That was a Cy Young performance in Los Angeles. In Chavez Ravine. Not at home. On the road against that prolific Dodgers offense. The Cubs needed that win out of Steele. And he didn't deliver. Now. Steele has been amazing all season long. And he will finish second in the National League Cy Young. But at this point. Blake Snell has done enough. And you could say, well, all the walks and all that I know. But at the end of the day, it's about limiting runs. And Snell has done a better job this year. And that, unfortunately, Cubs fans, recency bias is going to shine through. When it came down to the wire and these guys were so close, you needed to be a Cy Young. Justin Steele was not. Blake Snell was. It sucks. Steele was my vote a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Snell now has my vote. That, that, those dueling performances, got to give it to Snell. I'm still going Steele, and I hope that he has two bounce-back starts, and I hope that Snell gets shelled at some <laughs> point. I'm waiting for it to happen, and it's just not happening. I'm waiting. No, you're, not, you're an unbiased journalist. I'm waiting for him to walk seven in three <laughs> innings, and there's going to be two homers against him, and they're going to be three-run shots because he walked seven. Um, but it just hasn't happened yet. We're recording right now. It's bottom four of Sunday night baseball. Arizona's got a three, two lead over the Cubs. This can really flip shit, man. And let me tell you, I'm buying stock in the Miami Marlins again. God damn it. I have to, I know I have to 36, 13. They sweep a three game series over the Atlanta Braves. They put up 36 runs on the Atlanta Braves, nine on Friday, 11 on Saturday, 16 to 2 against Charlie Morton on Sunday. Get those $5 burgers. 
Jake Berger. What a beast. Jazz chiseled two grand slams. See, that's what jazz makes me eat my words sometimes. Cause yeah. you look at the box score and he's like, well, Shetty had six RBIs, but at the same time, like that's what happens with jazz, right? <sighs> that's when he can be electric. And the two grand slams were definitely great. Right. Sandy goes down. Jorge Soler goes down, but then Jorge Soler returns big home run against the Braves. That probably felt good after playing with the Braves all those years. The Miami Marlins, remember they were, so I had, it was the Phillies, the Cubs, and then Arm and I were trying to debate, all right, who's the last team to go in? And I said the Marlins, I made my case for them because I said, I think they have the best starting pitching of the remaining teams, but then Sandy goes down, then Solaire goes down, probably an hour after we finished that podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. And they have rebounded and they have played so well, hashtag make it Miami. I think the Marlins are going to be that team. Even though the Diamondbacks refuse to quit. The Cincinnati Reds refuse to quit. I don't know who's going to win. I wish I had a prediction. I'm still going to just go with the Marlins just because I picked up a couple of weeks ago and I feel like a dick just switching back and forth every time. So I'm just going to stick with it. I was going to ask you. So like, all right, you think it's Phillies, Cubs, Marlins in that order? No, but I had that prediction a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going to go back on it. Yeah. I don't so, know who's, who it's going to be. We're going to do like daily check-ins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to be sitting here and I'm going to be changing my mind all the time. The Phillies are going to be the top spot until proven otherwise. So I go Phillies. God. Phillies, Marlins, Cubs. That's how I think it's going to finish. I think Miami jumps Chicago. Chicago's only a game in front. Um, so I think it goes Phillies, Marlins, Cubs, but when Arizona wins the next six, I'll eat shit. I'm factoring out San Francisco and Cincinnati. I've got no idea what you're getting from that rotation, man. Ashcraft is done for the year, toe surgery. Um, it's not like Ashcraft who's really netting them positive. So I don't know. It's, it's so hard, but like Renfro and Bader just haven't been good for Cincinnati since coming over to Cincinnati. So yeah, let me read you Marlins Cubs. Let me read you strength of schedule left. So the Marlins have 12 games left. They got three against the Brewers, six against the Mets, and three against the Pirates. The Phillies, they start a three-game series against the Braves this week, starting today on Monday, then seven against the Mets, and then another three against the Pirates. In the Central, the Cubs have three against the Braves, three against the Brewers. They're playing right now against the Diamondbacks, then three against the Rockies. I don't know if they're home or away. Actually, they're probably at home because they already faced the Rockies in Coors and didn't play all that well. Then the Pirates. The Reds have three against the Twins. Then they do three in St. Louis, three against the Pirates, and two against the Guardians. Now, in the West, Diamondbacks, three against the Astros, three Yankees, two Giants, and then three against the White Sox. So of the remaining teams... Arizona and also the Giants have a gauntlet left, so they're yeah. not going to make it. They have seven against the Dodgers, two against oh. the D-backs, three against the Padres. Damn. So the Arizona Diamondbacks strength of schedule in terms of winning percentage of opponents left 490. The Chicago Cubs 513, Reds 479, Phillies 506, Miami 489. So the easiest strength of schedule left is the Reds. Hmm. I can't do it. 
I don't know why you can't. Bader's Bader's got a 429 OPS and Renfro has a 432 OPS. And they're not and they're not losing either. I know. I don't know how this why are you worried about the platoon guys? Oh, because like I read that Barstool article. I read that Barstool article that Ellie de la Cruz sucks, and now I'm sold that the Reds suck. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm not sold. Good journalism. No, I I ain't counting any of these teams out. No shot. You can't count them all. I, who knows? Maybe the Cubs don't make it. I mean, the Maybe standings, the Cubs don't make it. They've lost seven or ten. <laughs> the standings as we sit here right now, the Cubs are 78 and 71. The Reds are 78 and 73. The Diamondbacks are 78 and 72. The Giants are still 76 and 74. And the Marlins are 78 and 72. You know who's been playing pretty good baseball? The Pirates. Right. No, the Padres. <laughs> and the Pirates are 70 and 80. Like, they're not crazy. Out of it, the but Jolly Roger. The Padres have won four in a row. Oh, no. They, can't they, no. Can't yeah, they're it. not. You know, else is playing good ball? The Yankees. The, <laughs> That's <laughs> the a good point. Not mathematically out yet. I don't Austin, see a little. I don't Austin see a little. Wells, I think he's hitting 108 right now. Yeah, the baby bombers. Yeah, I mean, Terrible. baby poop. Um, okay, real quick to wrap AL wild card. Tampa's already in. So uh pick three or pick two of the three, Toronto, Texas, and Seattle. Blue Jays a half game clear of Texas, Rangers in the final spot, Mariners a game back. I kind of hate all these teams with all due respect same, to fans of these same. teams. Uh the Blue Jays, they annoy the shit out of me because like when they win, it's barely and it's by the like it's by inches, right? And then the Rangers, they look great for a series, and then they just can't hit. And the Mariners were playing decent baseball, kind of of middle-of-the-pack baseball. And then the Dodgers kind of showed, hey, you're not quite there yet. And now, it's kind of mean, but at the same time, you lost by five runs when you're starting Logan Gilbert at home against a bullpen game with Ryan Yarborough and Shelby Miller. And you yeah, scored one run. Gavin Stone got a save. Stone looked good out of the pen. Okay, Kyle Hurt is stop. nasty. Sheehan out of the pen. What do we say about the Mariners? How amazing the starting pitching is. Now, yeah. Bryce Miller pitched really, really well. Really Did they well. win that game? No. So they went Bryce Miller. They went George Kirby, they went Logan Gilbert, and came away with zero wins. Yeah, that's a toughie. It's that's a, a toughie, tough right? So I want the Mariners. I'm financially and emotionally invested in the Mariners. Fun differential. But I watched that entire series, and I got really sad. I'm not going to lie to you. I got really sad because I'm like, that was a prove-it series. That was uh, a series you face the Dodgers – and you show the world we're in the race to win a World Series. And they got swept, and it wasn't all that close. That hurt. Counterpoint, you go to the depths of hell to come out stronger and swim higher. You, we've seen it before, <laughs> but in the moment. Cal no. Raleigh's going to hit a walk-off nuke to secure the playoff spot. If I already saw it because it, it happened last year. I just chalk me up as a Ranger hater, man. I just don't believe that they're going to do it. It's so tough because they show it to you a couple times. Like down the stretch, they'll put up runs in a blink of an eye. And you're just like, they're back. 
and then they falter again. They just cannot get on a run. Can't do it. It's so short-lived now where the Rangers of the first half, they did it for a month straight of scoring at least seven runs a game, or at least it felt like it. Now they do it in two straight games, and you're like, okay, they're back. No. No. They got shut out by Giolito. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at I'm reading these things about oh Gilito changed his slider and you know and he actually did his slider I guess they're working on they dropped it in miles an hour and then Lance notes Lance. yeah yeah exactly. I recently I recently subscribed to Lance notes I love you have it. to dropped his slider velocity from 84 down to 82 getting more drop on it and they want to put in a cutter I was like great but you're the Rangers. You shouldn't give a fuck if his slider is two miles an hour slower. You get that cement mixer change up over the heart of the plate and you send it to Mars. Ah, uh, The Guardians are good at changing pitching. They're not that good at changing pitching where the Rangers sit up there and give a goose egg against Giolito and lose by nine. Rays, Blue Jays, Mariners. It was good to have you back, Pete. Rays, Tigers, Guardians. I'm in. <laughs> now that was fun, and I hopefully everyone enjoyed the Just Baseball Show. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to do more MVP debates, more Cy Young. Right, Jack and I were just talking about the Cy Young race, but we're going to more dive into that fully as an episode tomorrow. It's good to be back. Thank you all for listening. Love talking to Jack. Love talking to you all. And if you enjoyed this conversation. Can you hit the like on YouTube? How about that subscribe button? What about a comment? We would love it. It helps us. And then if you could rate and review this podcast five stars, whether it be on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, get your Just Baseball merch. I'm rocking my Just Baseball hat. Jack hates this company, so he's not rocking anything. Typical Jack. Don't be like Jack. Get yourself some Just Baseball merch. You can find that in the episode description. And we are brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Promo code Just Baseball for all those bonus bets. We'll be back tomorrow. That's Jack. I'm Peter. And with that, thank you, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.